Additionally, I mean, they don't pay what their were, players. What were some of the things that you've seen in the picture, though, for people that did not see it? Dirty rooms. Uh, the laundry room was the, was the nuts part to me because I was yeah. like, it, it looked like a garage. Yeah, no, it was disgusting. I mean, plus they're underpaid already. For sure. Uh, you know, so the WNBA doesn't really care about their players. I mean, look what happened with El Dodon. And that is my next topic. I was I was a little, like, kind of just, like, startled when I seen that the Miss Kelly wasn't going to have to do something in terms of, of, of her statements. But then to hear Elena Deladon come out and say that medical officials for the league And I believe if I recall, well, I'm not even going to reach out that far first, but medical professionals from the league denied her health request to opt out of participating in the 2020 season for the WNBA. She could die. If you guys know anything about Elena Deladon's story, and again, we just reached the first hour of Talk That Talk. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. KUNV Las Vegas. I'm your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with my guy, Salim Dweck. Um, if you know anything about Elena Deladon, I personally, me personally, just from watching the league, I think she is the woman's equivalent to Kevin Durant. Just absurd. Just from anywhere on the floor, please don't foul her because she's not going to miss. Like, she, she can pull up from three. She can take you on a block. Shoot that Dirk one-legged. She's getting it over you. She's crafty enough to get into the paint, finish around the rim. But she's dealt with health issues. I wonder, and maybe you can help me out, how much of this is the league trying to preserve their product and not have the defending champs without their star player, their face, their franchise? I mean, I think that's a big part of it. That's gross. I think that's definitely, um, yeah. You have to say more because I'm going to get us in trouble. I don't really have, like, I'm I'm with you, man. I don't have anything nice to say. And my mom always told me, you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't have anything more to say about that. That is appropriate for the radio. It's a good thing that you listen. Good job, Celine. I like that. Great job. Don't you do it? Don't don't go backwards. Um, uh, Elena Deladon, that situation was disgusting. Uh, Liz Cambage is sitting out this season due to health issues as well, and I know for her, it's it's. It, I believe she made a post last night explaining what it was, and all she wants to do is hoop. But of course, there's there's bigger things right now, and I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, who who can fault? anybody for not wanting to play in these conditions whether it's health reasons or whether it's for protest reasons or just for whatever especially it is especially when the bubble looks like that especially when you're already getting underpaid and you know the league doesn't really care about you that's another very good point so natasha I mean, cloud is not not participating this season chanel gumake is not participating this season maya moore is not participating this season i mean all guys, the stars boom 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 so, at the end of the day, I do want to commend 
Oh, and I need to go see who it was because I know it was the Seattle Storm. But I want to commend right now, I want to commend the players of the WNBA. I want to once again commend the players of the WNBA because every single time something comes up in the world, They're the first ones front line. It never fails. Mm. And you know what? And this is and this is just so never mind. Because it's a podcast topic for sure. And if I mention it here, I'm gonna freak some people out, I know. Um Maybe I'll mention it next week, but nah, maybe not. But anyway, the WNBA dedicated this season to Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace. 26 years old. Louisville, Kentucky. Rest in peace. The WNBA dedicated the season to Breonna Taylor. In their words, they will say her name. They wore her name on the back of her on the back of their jerseys. But then allow owners to say certain things that should not be able to be said. Even if she's a minority owner, a partial owner, whatever it is, that's that's the we they can't happen. No. It can't happen when the league is in unison like this. When such a beautiful moment is happening like this. Miss Kelly, read the room. Read any room. Read anything. In addition, the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty walked out together. I saw that. That was that was cool. Before the playing of the national anthem, refusing to stand on the court, even in an empty arena, that was powerful. Taught me a lot. Showed me a lot. I'm conflicted whether to say the WNBA is doing a great job in uplifting and protecting their players. Because when you look at the bubble, when you look at Elena Deladon's situation, when you look at the Miss Kelly situation, the general underpaying. The general, the even with the changes, like every year, it's even with the changes that we're we're trending in the right direction, but it's still still have a ways to go. Right. We could look at a couple of different scenarios across this country, in this world, where we're seeing that exact same thing play out, where a certain group is being told, "Well, it's better than it was twenty years ago." 
Yeah, but it's still not a hundred now. Yeah. To the WNBA. It was dope to see Trey Young, Bron. It was dope to see the you WNBA Nurkic, post the picture of, of Gianna and Kobe. I'm sorry, who else was it? Yusuf Nurkic, yeah, shout out. Yusuf, yeah. Of Gianna and Kobe sitting sideline with when Kobe had on his WNBA. It, it's hard for me not to get emotional. I want to get one of those hoodies for uh, the winter. I, I need one. For the winter? I need it for the summer. Like, what do you mean? I just oh, wear no. it in general. I, I'll die. Bro, you're from Florida. You don't wear I'm awkward, bro. I'm from California. I wear hoodies year-round. Yeah, I wear hoodies in, in the house. in the summer in L.A., it's like <laughs> 78, 80 degrees. Don't do that to me. Not humid. Not, not humid at all. Not too dry. Nah, not dry. Yeah. Not dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd wear a hoodie all year round too. <laughs> Must be nice. Well, I was about to say, I sensed a little bit of hostility in that. I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. Yeah, well. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Um, what what was your takeaway just from from the from the you complete unitedness of the WNBA? It's players, multiple teams, opponents. It, it was nuts. I like that. I really like that. I'm trying to get more into the WNBA. Did you watch last season? A little not, bit not or even too like many. playoffs? I, I watched some of the playoff games with the Aces. Just the Aces? Mm. And the Aces had some of the – I mean, I'm not even going to hold you, bro, but last year's postseason was some of the best WNBA basketball I've watched in a little bit. Um, go back and watch – if you can go back and watch some of those series – you know how their format is different. So go back and watch some of those series, the one-game series, the three-game series, however you want to shake it up. Um, check some of those out. Go back and watch when the Minnesota Lynx were competing with the Sparks for titles. Go watch a couple of those. Um, I will forever, if you want to just look at certain people and just go look at certain like career games for her, I will forever say Tina Thompson. I will forever say Lisa Leslie, of course. Oh, Lisa Leslie, uh, yeah. Of course. Um yeah, but Tina Thompson is a name that a lot of people don't know about. Um, yeah, I didn't. Kara Lawson, who um, I don't think I've ever gone on record and said this, but Kara Lawson, I'm pretty sure, is mad at me right now. Um, I wasn't sure because it was at USA Basketball Practice. And you know how Chrissy Tolliver works with the Washington uh, Wizards. And Kara Lawson works with the Boston Celtics. So it was USA Basketball training camp, and I wasn't sure um, – I should have knew by it being four Celtics on the roster that Kara would be there and 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 um not Christy. But of course I know how things go and I know how things move around sometimes. So when I seen her, I seen she was on the phone and if you've ever seen both of their hair looks like almost like just their hair, in my opinion, just looks kind of like similar. So I seen her, she was on the outside of the gate and I was on the inside and I was walking out. So when I seen her, I kind of was like, is that Miss Tolliver? And as I'm walking out, I see that she's on the phone. So I was like, oh, she's on the phone. I'm not even finna, you know. So I turn around, and when she gets off the phone, when she turns and looks, I see the face, and I can't think of her name right away, but when I see the face, I was like, that's not, that's not Christy. And I was like, and when she turned, she was like, and she pointed at her chest, and she was like, I'm Carol Lawson. And as soon as she said it, I was like, I was like, that was the name. But when I was walking out anyway, I was like, oh, okay. And I even said it. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like well, I apologize. And um, and I said, nice to meet you. And uh, me and Ivy kept talking. And um, it wasn't one of those things either where I walked up and interrupted her phone conversation either. So I was like, I didn't even do it in like a crazy way. I walked out and was like, is that Miss? And I was I'm sure to, she, she's 
cool. Well, I mean, I have no clue, bro. But I mean, it's just my opinion from what the energy was, what I felt. Like I said, I pay attention to energies, and it was a. There, there was a certain energy in my opinion that I was just like, "Whoa, I hope I didn't offend you." Like I even DM'd her on Twitter and was like, "I hope you, you know what I mean?" Because I was like, I truthfully, I've I've explained this story before. I watched Adam Silver walk through Summer League and get called David Stern, turn yeah. around and shake his hands. I'm I'm watching rookies all the time get walked through and get called names that are not their own. Yeah. So if she really was mad, I was gonna that. That's not something I can help because I apologize two different ways. But I felt weird in the moment because I was just, of course, me loving the WNBA. I felt like anything I ever said about the WNBA, Kara, if, if, if I ever got to a certain level, Kara would look at him and be look at me and be like, no, you don't. But I said all of that to say Kara Lawson is another person who I would actually go back and look up. Uh, Rebecca Lobo is somebody I would go back and look up. Um, just the WNBA, man. I rock with it. I, I think it's it's really really dope. Um, Simone Augustus is one of my favorite players of all time. Just a personal favorite. Is Brittany Griner playing this year? Yes, she got blocked by a five nine guard yesterday, and Twitter would not let it go. <laughs> Twitter wow. would not let it go, bro. It's yeah. she's six eight, and they just would not. No, that's they like when drug, uh, they drug that that video out. It's like when Nate blocked Yao all those years ago. Nate blocked a, a lot of people, man. Shaq, I think. Nate. People need to put some respect on Nate's name. And now that you didn't mention it, let's talk about it. That was nice. I, I remember Nate and Jake Paul. Don't do it. Don't you get away from this. We're not talking basketball right now. Nate and what? Jake Paul, what happened? You have no clue what, the, what I'm talking about. I have about. no idea what you're talking Florida about. Florida man, I can't wait to break the news to you. Do you? Did you hear about Mike Tyson finding an opponent? Yes, Roy Jones Jr. That I'm excited about. We could talk about that later, but the undercard for that is Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Boxing? <laughs> yes, bro. It's not a one-on-one. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm going to look at. I'm going to watch it, but I don't know what I'm going to see. So not to, you know, get on Nate, but 5'9 is, uh, from what I've been told by people who've seen him in person, very generous. But hands are hands. Absolutely. But how, what's, what's like the weight? Like, I, I have no idea. That's that's a more valid question. I probably feel like than, than the height thing, because hands are hands when it comes to height. Well, I, I guess it depends. Wingspan. Lopsided ones. It, you know. Certain wingspan, you can't, you know. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Not not every basketball player, but certain basketball players, you could just see them do everyday things, and you kind of realize like that's an athlete. Like that's yeah. literally somebody who gets paid to work out. So it's a little different. Yeah. Like it's a little they they get paid to stay in shape. So uh, like I, I've watched, and you know how summer league gets kind of crowded. Oh yeah. I've watched a person like Rasheed Wallace, who was the nicest man in the world. I love Sheed. That's literally like that was one person who I saw, and I've I've opened up on this podcast before, or on this radio show before, and I'm gonna say it again. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on ninety one point five. I'm Terrell. That's Salim. Um, I, I said it before. I, I seen Tayshawn Prince at Summer League two years straight, and growing up a Pacer fan, I couldn't find the words to say anything to him. I just didn't have it. That bl- every time I see him, I see him blocking Reggie, and I can't get that it out of my incredible. brain. No, it's not. It's and I'm beautiful. Reggie should have dunked it. By the way, I have a Tayshawn Prince jersey. Random fact about me. You're bothering me. You're gonna really frustrate me. Yeah, I'm well. trying. I keep telling you, I'm, and you keep saying, "Yeah, well, you're gonna, you're gonna make me say something." 
that we're going to regret. I don't want to do this. The Pacers in their oh, history. Bro, we, oh, man. You know, they're known as the team that almost got the 98 Bulls, like the end of the run, and then they're the team that almost got the Heat. So you guys are like the almost team, you know? All right, moving on. Um, where was what was I talking about? Testing the real champs. Who was I? You're bothering me. Who was I talking about? <laughs> Who was I just talking about? I didn't forget my point. Oh, Tayshawn Prince. I, I I had that feeling, and then I see him at summer league, and I see she. Mm. Everything went out the window. I said she, and of course he's walking through. He was like, "What's up? What's up?" And then that's when it kind of hit. She to six ten, six eleven. Yeah. When it was time for she to get through that crowd with one hand and everybody's like the their shoulder blades swiftly. He moved an entire crowd swiftly. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. In a respectful manner. The first thing I thought was, yo, if he's mad, I see why some refs were like, yo, T, tech, t- two of them, get out. Yeah. Get out. I don't want to see you. I don't wanna, get out. I don't want to see you <laughs> Get anymore. out. So I don't know, man. Like I've seen some of these athletes, and and it's funny because I, I I'll say it now. Giannis walked through at summer league, and when Giannis walked through, for anybody who knows, when Giannis came to uh to Vegas, Giannis was working out on campus at the rec center. Oh, really? So yeah, so Giannis was working out on the second floor, just like you could walk into the rec center, and Giannis was working out. He was so, working at the gym. He's working out at the gym. Like upstairs? At, no question. On the second level, where the weights, the weight floor he was working out people took pictures there's some was that when he was like a rookie no this was two years ago oh wow Giannis is super down to earth yeah i'll put it this way i approached Giannis and was like hey you mind doing a um interview i even told him i was like it's about because costas is playing like it's about costas i know the isn't playing but you know what i mean and he was like um and i was like you don't even have to say no because you could tell he didn't want to i was like you don't even have to i was like i could tell you don't want to take the energy that you want to take the attention away from him he said thank you like you get it and i was like no nah, all good i shook his hand and we and we we um and we separated so like, people were letting him work out and stuff they weren't like yeah people were people were pretty respectful for, i mean granted i was in the tmc so from what i heard from people that work at the, oh, okay. you know i used to work at the rec center so from what i heard from people at the rec center they said they they let him be Giannis was cool like whenever he was like in between sets or like getting like about to get water or something people he, he took pictures or whatever the case may be but when he was working out people gave him a space so I thought that was dope. But when Giannis walked through, and this was before I even talked to him, when he walked through, I was sitting down and I was laughing and I <laughs> I hit one of the uh, reporters. Shout out to Brian Salmon, because I'll, I'll say who it is. I was like, how much do I have to pay you to slap box Giannis? <laughs> he looked at me and was like, yo. What's Giannis's wingspan again? Like seven, I don't care. Seven or something? Yeah. If you... Or when you when you see Giannis in person, I've met, a, 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 I've seen a couple of NBA players. To my knowledge, Nene had the biggest hands I had seen. Kind of by far. I met Giannis and I was like, if Space Jam was ever real and like the Monstars was real, <laughs> that's the first one. And then I met Anthony Davis and I was like, it's those two. Like those two, they're seven feet. And they can do what Stefan Marbury could do with the ball. Like that's that's kind of bothersome. Freakish. It's kind of bothersome. You imagine putting like And me and my dad had to talk about Starbury recently. Starbury doesn't get enough credit. Even though he didn't win in the NBA, St- Stefan Marbury was a dog. 
Yeah, he was. I just, I just don't think people talk about it enough. That's it. He was really good in uh, Phoenix and Minnesota. Jersey. The Knicks, kinda. Jersey. But yeah, he, was, he very- was nice a couple of places. Yeah. And then he went to China and came home with trophies. Trophies. Yes. Talking clips. Um. But anyway, he's so like he's in China. He's there, so bro. big in China, man. His basketball documentary is gonna be nuts. Like it's it's out right now. I haven't even seen it yet, but it's I'm sure it's nuts because covering his basketball career encompasses the well encompasses the legend of Starberry growing up. That's where it starts. The Starberry shoes. It covers NBA. It covers China. It covers his coaching career now. Stephon Marbury is going to have one of the best basketball stories when it's all said and done. He's going to have a crazy story. It's a shame, like, a lot of people only remember him now for that Vaseline video. I'm not... I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, Oh, you don't? I'm off of the subject. Oh, okay. Um, What is wrong with you? I'm just saying, it is a shame that, like, certain people, they only, like... When he had that mental breakdown, that's when they, like, they don't remember anything else. Everybody has a mental breakdown once in a while. This is not a podcast. I almost have something to say. I think everybody is dealing with something. I truthfully believe that. Um, my mom sent me something last week. She didn't send me something this week, but she did send me something last week. Do I have it still? Um, we did the definition of stupid. All right, really quick before we get um into a couple of short, couple of short little things that we want you guys to know in terms of um. In terms of uh, um, PSAs, really quick before we get out of here, we have what thirty-five more minutes. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on ninety-one point five, the Rebel HD two, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I'm Terrell. That's Celine. Uh, my mom sent me two last week, and I like this one as well. If you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. If you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. It's uh, adapting and change is very hard at first. No question. It's very difficult. And what's interesting for me is <laughs> I didn't even plan to read that one today because I wasn't sure if she was going to send me a new one. But it's kind of crazy that I left that one because that's what I feel like I needed to hear right now. And that's what I feel like multiple people need to hear right now that's close to me. Over the past five years, I've had so many changes in my life, like in terms of moving here mm-hmm. and there, like so many times. That's why, like, after I graduate, I kind of want to stay in Vegas for a while just because I'm. That that's that was my goal. I'm and just so sick of moving around. That's what I'm doing right now. Clearly, but I mean, you you realize when you graduate and you're ready to put that degree to use might have to go somewhere you just you i'll put it this way you listen a lot more you listen a whole lot more and because of that too you also you it forces you to explain your or it forces you to know your worth because if a person wants you to move somewhere you're gonna compensate me for it this is what the rate is or the salary is or my hourly is or whatever you guys negotiate this is what you're essentially asking me to move so i'm not gonna lie to you i probably wouldn't move to any city 
for a job if I don't know anybody there already. Like, I'm just past that at this point. The money would have to be crazy. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know, man, because I, I can could, I could meet new people. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but, I mean, if you – I mean, life is about traveling and, and experiences anyway, so – it is. I, I'm, I'm like I said. You'll listen a lot more for sure. I know that. See what happens. <laughs> well, we'll definitely see what happens after this break. Again, I'm I'm Terrell. That's Salim, not the other way around. This is Talk That Talk, ninety one point five, the Rebel HD two. KUNV Radio proudly supports fries and pies, offering a variety of recipes that can be ordered on top of poutine fries or on a pizza. With baked wings alongside a selection of craft beer and wine, Fries and Pies is located in Harmon Square, on the corner of Harmon and Paradise, right next to White Castle. UNLV students and faculty get 10% off. They're open for dine-in, carry-out, or delivery through Grubhub, Uber Eats, or Postmates. More information at friesandpies.com or at 702-749-7030. As we recover from a global pandemic, rebels respond. UNLV Medicine has teamed with University Medical Center and Vitalant to collect antibody-rich plasma from the blood of previous COVID patients so it can be given to those fighting COVID now. And the UNLV School of Public Health is working closely with state and local officials to mine data, perform contract tracing, and share research to put Nevada's path forward on solid footing. Rebels make it happen. See how at unlv.edu. 91.5 Jazz and More in Caesars Entertainment is proud to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Here's Rosie Parra, an employee with Caesars. This month is a very important month for everybody in, in the Hispanic community. Uh, it, it's a really amazing thing to, to share with everybody that would like to come and join us and, and celebrate the Hispanic Heritage Month. Find out more information about Hispanic Heritage Month by visiting us at 915jazzandmore.org. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs> So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn onto Martin Avenue. Avenue. just broke up. And go past and the first three lights happy and then it. take the next left. I don't really think five she's more happy, blocks, but and you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I heard you later last tonight. night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I'm your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with Salim Dweck. I do want to open this up really quick before we get into mixed martial arts, I believe, is where I want to go. No, I lied. I lied. We are in combat sports, but it's Tyson and, and Roy. Um... I do want to open up and just let you guys know really quick that next week, next week will be our last show for a little bit. It will be our last show for at least 
three weeks is what I want to say. Um, this is about the time where new proposals go up, new schedules get made for the school year. People can um, create radio shows, alter radio shows, rebranding. I told you guys this radio show is getting ready to go through a rebranding. The podcast, the OD podcast, the ODP is getting ready to go through a rebranding as well. Me and Salim was actually just talking during the break about possibly shooting tonight. We were supposed to shoot yesterday, uh, not Salim, but we were, so I was supposed to shoot yesterday with somebody else as well. Um, but yes, again, as we keep telling you guys, we're focused on trying to provide something consistent for you guys. Of course, we appreciate you guys for rocking with us in the early stages as we try to figure that out. We thank you guys for um, giving us your suggestions. We thank you guys for your kind words. We thank you guys for your encouraging words. We thank you guys for your tough, tough love words. We thank you for all of it. We appreciate you guys once again. This radio show, once again, August 2nd, will be our last show for a little bit. We'll be a little hiatus. Um, for what I can, From what I can tell right now, my proposal will still be for this this time slot, Sundays, 12 to 2. Um We'll see. We'll see about possibly discussing a second show during the week. I think that sports is is something that we we shouldn't necessarily have to wait for one time a week. We'll see what happens. Um, I'd be down for another week for a week uh, show in the middle of the week. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see how it works. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, Florida man. Roy Jones is a Florida man. Yes. Pensacola. Shout out to the legend that is Roy Jones. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing person, amazing boxer. Um, Fun to watch, too, as a boxer. Have you ever met him out here? No, I never met We should try to organize that. Oh, yeah, Most for sure. Most definitely, because I, I, Roy is Roy's dope. Roy's, Roy's pretty dope. Shout out to Vanessa. Shout out to Vanessa McConnell. Um, Roy Jones stepped up. Mr. Roy Jones Jr. stepped up and said that he is willing to take part in an eight-round exhibition match September 12th against Iron Mike, Mr. Iron Mike Tyson. Celine, please take it away. You know, normally I wouldn't be really too hyped to watch two 50-year-old men <laughs> fight each other. I thought about the same thing. But it's Iron Mike and Roy Jones Jr., now I think as as you get older you lose your speed and your reaction time a little bit but that power can stay there for a long time and Oh, it don't go away. But Mike still has that speed and that power. Maybe the reaction time isn't what it used to be, but that's normal. I mean, you know. Yeah. Man, both of them could work out. And and these are these are legends. Both of them could work out. When's the and, fight? But September twelfth. September twelfth. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna be glued to my I'll pay for that one. Oh yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. So I I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. I'll order from my phone. I'll scream I'll screen mirror however it needs my laptop. And however just so, I need to whatever whatever platform you're putting it on, I will give you money. And and just so you guys know, on principle I don't really pay for fights. Why on principle? Because it's price fighting. Not only that. But they, I, I don't particularly like Dana White, especially I mean for UFC. Uh, You're Cassius. Excuse me. It didn't work. No. It didn't work. No, I, I said you were Cassius. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're against Cassius. I, I I tried it. I need need one of those little slow. 
But whatever. Anyway. But no, you said you don't like Dana. I'm waiting for you to finish. So uh, you know, I'm 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 always happy to not give him money. Why, bro? I mean, never mind. I, I think I know why. Is so, it the endorsement of forty five? Yes. Yeah. Plain and simple. Cut and dry. Yeah, well, I'll leave. Plus, he's got enough money as it is. Granted, I've all I'll always say it. He's a form of resistance for the working man. He doesn't. Who he is looking at it as? Where would his business be without? 45 taking a chance on him early in his career so I, I understand where he's viewing it from but as i i will continue to say once a person starts to go left i'm not finna uphold my friend in bs if i know it's a detriment to not only them but the world when people show you who they are believe them I don't don't force them to yell to get you to pay attention so on principle i don't pay for fights i'll okay. pay for the mike and roy jones jr fight um because it's not you anticipate because dana white i'll put it this way what i you just mentioned it. The power never goes anywhere. Mike Tyson, clearly the speed doesn't look like it's going anywhere. The mentality it looks like it's slowly creeping back. Um, is it one of those situations to where whoever gets hit first? Yeah, I mean. Because when's the last time both of them took a punch? Like Tyson hasn't taken a punch in a ring for much longer than Roy has. Yeah, Roy retired, not... Roy won his last fight in Florida. When's the last time Tyson even was a... Oh, five. That's four. when he retired? I don't... It was some. It was before 06. Wasn't McBride his last fight? No, I'm looking this up. What do you anticipate? I'm waiting for you. What do you anticipate? I think Mike is going to win. <laughs> That's it? Just you don't want to... You don't want to... Just because... Neither of them could probably take a punch either too well right now. But getting hit by Mike Tyson is just a little bit different than getting hit by Roy Jones Jr. And no disrespect to Roy. I was about to say, have you been hit by either? Like, what is going on? No, but I have eyes. Kevin McBride was, um, excuse me, was Tyson's last fight. And that was on June 11th of 2005, where he was 38 years old. He lost his last two fights. So... Was it by knockout or decision? It was around six TKO. Oh. So, actually, it was round six. But you know what? It's RTD, and I think it could have either been fight corner stoppage or um, I hate when what's the cause do this, when fight sites do this. Oh, and you can't tell? Where it's one of those where it's like it's one of those that means one or the other. Oh. Like. Is is did the fight was it a fight stoppage? Did the doctor stop it? Now I feel like I need to go refresh my memory. Um, like I said, I, the thing that I think about is Roy has always banked on speed and elusiveness and getting away from punches. That that's what I mean. And when your reaction time slows down as you get older, that's why I would take Mike because he doesn't. His game is power, and. Uh, we have all seen the videos. It looks like he's still got that speed. Well, let me tell you this. And you asked me, have I have I been punched by either of them? <laughs> Terrell, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with you had I been punched <laughs> by either of them. So. so let me just explain something to you really quick. In his last 13 fights, do you want to know Roy Jones' record? Sure. It's 13-0. He's 12-1. 
So dating back to December of 2011, Roy Jones has a unanimous decision win, a split decision win, a unanimous decision win, another one of those could have been doctor stoppage or corner stoppage or however they slice it up or a ref stoppage. Um, First round knockout, second round TKO, first round TKO, sixth round knockout, lost via fourth round knockout, came back one via TKO second round, unanimous decision, and then had a eighth round TKO stoppage, and then in his last fight, that was the unanimous decision win. His last two fights, he won vacant titles. What year was his last fight? Cruiserweight titles. It was February 8th of 2018. Oh, wow. That's very recent. Super recent. So Floyd, excuse me, Roy has fought in those those 13 fights that I just gave you. Roy has fought in 2011, 2012, 2013. I might change my answer. Two in 2014, two in Excuse me, four in 2015, two in 2016, one in 2017, one in 2018. Yeah, I might change my answer then. And how old is Roy? Roy Jones Jr. is 51 years old. Wow, and he was doing pro fights two years ago. And Tyson is 54. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, if it it go, if Roy gets in there, Roy has been in the ring how many times since since Tyson's I didn't know last his fight? last fight was so recent. I'm telling you, man. I was just I was just looking it up. I was just looking it up. That man was at 49 years old, still doing professional fights. That's crazy. I mean, B Hop did it as well. I, I'm not sure if B Hop was doing it at this level. Well, B Hop was. Uh, let me not say that. Bernard Hopkins had some all time greats. Oh, he is by far one of the art one of the all time greats. If a person tells you that he's not, don't listen to him. But I just wonder how many, and now I'm looking it up one more time. I need to know how many times Roy has fought since Tyson's last fight. And if we look at those 12, so or that's 13, so 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 23. So he's had 23 professional fights since Tyson's last fight. But on the other hand, two years ago. That is a lot more wear recently. Very true. So, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I'm just excited to see it. So that means Tyson's last win was before 05, so it was like 04, 03. What's Roy's walking around weight at this point? I don't know, man, but I will say when I met him and I covered uh, his Roy Jones boxing promotion uh, event, Roy looks like a heavyweight. Oh, right. okay. He looks like a heavyweight. That I didn't show you the picture. No, Roy looks like a heavyweight. Um, so if you, it, I need I need predictions, bro. I need to know if you are taking Tyson. Your original answer was Tyson. Yeah. So if you take Tyson, what what do you into? It's, it's a quick finish. What do you what are we looking at here? What are we talking about? I don't think it goes the full however many rounds. It's eight eight rounds can't right. I don't think they're going eight rounds. I I, I haven't. Like you said, man, Tyson hasn't had a professional fight in 15 years. I know this is technically an exhibition, but you know what I mean. No, there, and that's what's funny because a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's an exhibition. Like, who's to say that you're, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to get in there and probably like toy with each other. No, they're not. Exhibition just means that they're not fighting for anything. This is the picture. Oh, yeah, he looks. Uh, Roy's a heavyweight. 
heavier than he did as uh he would like i said his past two fights he won vacant cruiserweight titles man roy in his prime like the way he used to just toy with people and like just mess with them like with the hand movements I, i'm telling you roy is roy is the first fighter we're talking about disrespect <laughs> the worst one of the worst like roy hmm when antonio tarver knocked out roy That was one of the first times where I was truthfully like, oh, my God. Like, it was, like, one of the first times where I was like, Roy is human. Like, and it was it was weird for me because I, I froze. Like, it was one of those moments where I froze and I kind of looked at my dad and I was like, Roy, like, he's he's human. And it wasn't just... I don't know. Like it, it can do something to you when you watch a fighter that you feel like has just been un, un, untouchable. Be face planted. Like it's the weirdest thing in the world. Because like when it happened to Manny, who's also one of my favorite fighters, I was like, I was stunned. I was, I was shocked. I was like, you don't, nah. What's crazy is his, uh, his boxing record. Roy is a monster. Seventy-five total fights, sixty-six wins, forty-seven by KO. Only Roy nine is a monster. Roy that's, a, that's what I'm saying. So when I seen that loss to Antonio Tarver that way, I was like, yo, like I have never seen. It was one of those where Roy for sure should not have retired. But after that type of knock, yeah, I was like, yeah. Roy, hang him up. Just we I don't want to see it ever again. I can't see it anymore. And that was one of three straight fights that Roy lost. Antonio Tarver being the third. Oh, okay. That was so. No, Antonio Tarver was the first one. It was the two, the second round TKO, and then he lost to Glenn Johnson, and then he lost to Antonio Tarver again. That time, right? Okay, yeah, I'm seeing that right now. So, but he had beat Antonio Tarver before that. So he fought. He fought Tarver three times. So, I just I don't know, man. Oh yeah, he lost to Bernard Hopkins by about ten years ago. If you ever that and fight, but was he so beat him bad, bro. But Did he you beat him fight? in '93. Yes, when they were they were when they, when they in Washington, I think they might have been in DC. Uh, yeah, they were in DC. Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. Yeah, man, that fight was that fight was Roy trying not to be hit by B Hop, and the second fight was B Hop trying to prove that Roy was running from him the whole time, like the rest, because they should have fought in their primes, and he was trying to prove that. But if you watch that fight, it was so uncharacteristic for B-Hop because I felt like that was one fight where B-Hop was playing the crowd more than he was playing his opponent. Like, I, I've, whether it was like a, a hit to the back of the head or whatever the case may be, right. like, it, was, it was like four times where the referee had to stop the fight and give B-Hop an extra second. And you could tell B-Hop was fine, but he wanted people to look at Roy as the dirty fighter. And we all knew if B-Hop had the opportunity to throw an elbow or throw a he low would. blow, he would do it. Yeah. So that fight, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for that second fight in the slightest. I didn't like it. I didn't. I, you would probably have to pay me to watch it again. I didn't particularly care for it. Um, they were already both out of their prime. Yeah, like, but like I said, Bernard's like main objective it seemed like was to prove to the world that Roy was avoiding him. Right. But then you got in the ring. And wasn't putting tips on him, like, you know what I mean? And I love B-Hop, so I was confused. Because I expected B-Hop to go in there and headhunt and say that he was running from him. But when he went in there, it was, it was I don't Hopkins, know. Hopkins, at the time of that fight, he was 45 years old, and Roy was 41. Yeah, man. So it's like, I don't know. 
I you I don't know. You got me. Um what I will say is you you kind of just got brought onto the boat that I that I'm on right now. Roy has fought three times since 2017. And that's where I'm at with it, plain and simple. I I don't want to say who I have yet. I did kind of hammer you to a prediction right now, but I do Honestly, think that Roy gets in there. I think it goes Three or four. I hate to say it, but the longer it goes, the better it benefits Roy. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards towards Roy simply because of what I just said, three fights in, in three years. But if Tyson walks in there and walks him down for two rounds, I don't know how much of that Roy can take. That's where I'm at. I'm going to be very – like, I have no – I don't know what to expect from, from Mike. Yeah. Like, we really haven't seen yeah, – We can I mean, go, look at, videos. go look at some of Roy. We've seen a vi- we've seen videos, you know, recently of Mike, you know, shadow boxing and and you know, looking terrifying, as usual. But like you said, Roy has actually fought recently. Like, so I don't know. I I have no idea. I think it should be fun though. I'll be watching. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna I'll be watch. paying for it. That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know that you care. Um, we like only have 15 minutes left. So we're not going to get too, too deep into it. But I do want to just highlight that the UFC has put on some of the greatest entertainment during this coronavirus time. I think that definitely not only is the fight of the year. Say that back. The fight of the year probably won't come out of. Dude, I've been like a UFC junkie since this thing started. I I told you, bro. But I will say that they're. Let's say for fight of the year. Let's say that you have, I hope they open it up, but I hope they have like seven, eight candidates. I think five or six of those are going to come out of the quarantine period with with no fans. Darren Till and Robert Whitaker last night, they got after it. Max Holloway, Alexander Volkanovsky, number two, they got after it. Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier. Got after it. Yep. I'm missing one. I'm missing one of the early ones. It might have been the card where Gilbert Burns fought Tyron Woodley. It might have been that card. They had a fight that night as well. Um, Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa fight next month. Or excuse me. They fight in September. Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic fight next month. Dude, Izzy There's seems... So many fights. Izzy just seems like one of those guys... Uh, Kind of similar to a, you know, a Habib where just, like, the guy's inevitable. Like, I'll be honest with you, though, man. Izzy is, he does look like one of those that, like, you would have to hit him with a sledgehammer to stop him. I'm not trying to put no bad juju out. I'd completely disagree with this fight. But it was one of those to where I'm, I'm playing a game. And I told you I was like I told you I ran UFC 250. I was like, let me let me switch this up. Let me see if I can, you know what I mean. Let me see if I can if I can take over from now and see if I can predict some stuff that's gonna happen. So I did the Izzy and, and Paulo fight, as I expected. Paulo came out guns blazing, trying to finish him in the first round. Nah, but trying to be smart, I'm trying to avoid wasting my energy getting caught. So the first round, I kind of chill. So I think if nothing else, the first round, you know what I mean, give it to him. He's more aggressive, whatever. Come out second round, third round, I'm working the body. A couple body kicks, a couple keeps, stay away from me now. Now I'm working my jab. I'm finding it. Fourth round, 
kind of goes back and forth. Now we throwing bombs. Now we kind of going back and forth. I think Izzy got clipped and got dropped like 14 seconds left in the fight. And it was one of those where it was like when he got stopped, it was like five, six seconds left. And it was just one of those. It was like in real life, it would have been an argument. I could, I can, I can already tell. It would have been an argument. What bothered me most was you know at the end of the fight, you can go look at the judges' scorecards. Of course, you wouldn't see Wait, it. Wait, was fight. this in? Uh... This is a game. Yeah, UFC three, right? Yes, I'm waiting for UFC four, which is I think it's like two weeks. So, of course, you know you can't do it in real life, but I go look at the judges' scorecards. They had gave me one round. I said so. Even if it went to the cards, oh, I was like, so. It, so of course they're gonna fight a second time. But Paulo won that fight. He's a champ now. But I'm sitting there, and now I'm I'm gonna be Izzy again. But now he can no longer come out and be the aggressor, because that puts something in the in the judge's mind. So now, just for me, from now, what I'm thinking about, I can't wait to see that fight in real life, because I don't think Izzy's gonna allow him to come out and be the aggressor. I didn't feel like I had a choice with the way that Paolo came out and ran out in the fight that we had, but... Izzy's reach is just... He says it all the time. He said he uses his hook like a whip. Like, he doesn't throw it straight. He doesn't, like, he doesn't time it up. He said it's it's kind of... He, he toys with it. He kind of leaves it loose, and he sees if it lands. If it lands, he sees how you react. Dude, he just... I'm like, bro, what? He just, like, he probably... He's like along with John Jones, somebody that uses their reach probably the best in all of combat. Sports. So this is my issue. John Jones usually takes the first round, typically the first two, to gauge it. I need to figure out where it is. Where can I find my elbows? Where can I work the? Where can I work the other uh, straight? Where can I work the one two? He's trying to time it. He's using that oblique kick. He's using certain things to just gauge the distance. That's all I want to know. Granted, when Izzy fought. Um, Kevin Gout, excuse me, Kelvin Gastelum, who throws bombs, throws hooks, throws from his hip, throws uppercuts. Izzy came out and we're gonna stand in the middle and we're gonna do this. He didn't do that with Yoel Romero, which leads me to believe he's not gonna do it with Paulo. I don't know, man. I'm literally 50-50 on a steep eight. Cormier fight. I'm literally 50-50. I have nothing to, to say. I just, I just want to watch 25 minutes of war. That's what I want to watch. And I think that's what it'll be. I just want to watch 25 minutes of war. I think neither one of them are going to want to leave themselves open to a finish. So I think the first round is going to be real strategic. Second round, they'll kind of start mixing into it. And then the last three rounds, they'll treat it like a, When's that like a regular three-round fight, August 15th. Ooh, a week after my birthday. Shout out to you. Happy early birthday. Thank you, man. A couple of things real quick. Um, when you mentioned that you never thought that you would be interested in seeing um, in seeing uh, two 50-year-old fighters fight, first thing I was going to say was, did you watch Shogun versus Little Nog? No. <laughs> Shogun Hua versus Minotaro Nagara, two mixed martial arts legends that I'm sure that they're on the card because I think it was Little Nog's last fight. He he's he's hanging them up now, but they went ahead and looked at it. And in my opinion, the matchmakers made it because two people who don't live in the U.S. Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. We need to fill a card. Why not? 
I thought it made sense because you're going to get purists to, to sit like I was sitting in front of it like, it's just like the first two fights. Like, I'm over here stunned, and I'm sitting over here by the middle of the second round. I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys are older. <laughs> these guys are older. But it was one of those things to where even when I'm saying these guys are older, I'm like, yo, imagine being the at the bar. So yeah. Like, imagine being at the bar and, like, Shogun steps on your shoe. Yeah, I'm not. And gonna. you're just like, but you you don't know. But you're, yo, what's your problem? You stepping on my, you thinking he a 50-year-old man? Oh, that it's not that I don't you. think a 50-year-old can, like, be tough. It's oh, just... no, no, no. I'm not saying you do. Well, you said, would you want to see 50-year-old fights? Like, that's a normal sports question. Most people would say no. But I'm saying, even in watching that fight, I could see how some people would find that fight boring. That was their third fight, so I was geeked about it. But what I'm saying is, not that you would want to see them fight, but a person could be out and see a 50-year-old and just whether it's liquid courage whether it's the age gap and they think oh you're 50 i could put him not all the time no. like i seen a horrible video of somebody two videos bj penn getting into street fights where he came out on the losing end both times and bj penn bj penn in hawaii like you and can who tell is he fighting like people from the bar regular people yes and that let me know like B, Dave, Dana White even said like BJ's going through something like he don't know what it is but he doesn't he's want... losing fights to regular people you go to Twitter you go to Google that's sad and it's one of those things to where I don't know if people because I'm, I'm and he, he's in Hawaii so a lot of people I don't think are just walking around trying to pick fights with BJ Penn that's just my opinion I don't think so I could be wrong but I looked at that Minotaur Noguera and Shogun fight and I was like if they go to the bar afterwards like I wonder how many people would not know mixed martial arts, see somebody like Little Nog and be like, I could I could take him. Because I had one of those moments, not that I thought I could take one of those fighters, but I told you, I'm at the charity softball game for the, uh, for the Golden Knights and the Raiders. Frank Mir was there. Mm. Me and Frank Mir are sitting there and we talking about something. He said something, I turned and looked at him. I agreed. And then that's when it kind of hit. And I was like, dog, this is a mixed martial art heavyweight. And me and him are the same size. So if I opted to be a mixed martial art, I would have to fight him. Mm -mm. And I looked at the size of his calves and was like, dog, one of them leg kicks, I'm dropping. I'm going to lay there and be like, nope. But then if I lay there with Frank Mir, like, nah, bro. An arm bar. Uh, I watched Frank Mir pop Tim Sylvia's arm. Nope. Nope. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Mm -mm. For me... My fighting days are long over. Oh, you come especially at me, with them. If you if you come at me, I'm grabbing the first thing I can find and I'm smashing it over your head. <laughs> That's a Florida man for you. My dad, my dad got one for us. My dad said his tip in is the Dodgers. He said we can teak, we can teak. He said we talk about it all the time. And simply, he's what he said is simply watch this team. Yeah, you could tell he caught the show late. He said he just got home. So yeah, this this tip in is a little out but um he said we talk about it all the time he said and finally to simply watch this team reach their potential especially with the addition of uh Mookie Betts and the young nucleus for the team he said it's a good it's a good start in hoping for a run of the dynasty he said they were already cheated out of two world series wins he said here they come I'm not gonna say that they aren't on their way to another one simply because we've we've mentioned the the Astros now that 
every, all the eyes are pointed at them, even though they look to be the same Astros. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's no funnier outcome to this season than the Astros winning the World Series. There, There isn't a funnier one. And I, a, even with a favorite team in the AOS, because last year I would they be weren't, mad. But. Because last year, I mean, they weren't, they weren't really doing anything, and they were still, I mean, we saw, they were still very good. They went, they got to what, the, uh, they got to the World Series. Did they? They lost to the, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did lose to the Nats, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's hard to say. So, like, they don't need to do any, I mean, they did it, I get it, but, you know, this season, there's a very good chance they do win the World Series. Don't say that. I, I there's no funnier outcome like to me. But, Zero. Mm, I don't like when you say it, though. Well, I don't like a lot of things. You're a Florida man. You don't like half of it. Mm. Mm, I haven't told a lie yet. Um, again, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick little hiatus uh, after our our show next week. I think that during that time, I can focus on some uh, rebranding, some restructuring. Salim can take a break. <laughs> I don't know if you needed one, but Salim could take a little break. Um, I do want to mention really quick, though, we, we mentioned Adam Silver and we mentioned what he's done and how he is as a commissioner. I do want to mention some news that broke this week. He ended the NBA's partnership with China. And that's something that some people may have went under the radar to them. But I think it's important to mention that Adam Silver has done a couple of things that most commissioners around different leagues wouldn't do wouldn't even have the gall to even sniff the idea adam silver clearly has struck us and has proven to be a person who stands on certain morals whether you deem those morals to be correct or incorrect that is your personal opinion he he does stand for something but he stands on it whatever it is He's willing to go behind, to go to bat for it. This is the very, this has been an idea, I'm sure, has been looming ever since Daryl Morey's comments. And if you don't know, you can Google them. So, shout out to Adam Silver. Great commissioner. Shout out to Adam Silver. Shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the listeners. It's 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV, Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk. Get excited for a potential podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Get excited for it. We're, we're trying to set it up tonight. Um, I do think we can knock one out. I do feel like it's one of those podcasts where we're going to be uh, calling a lot of people. So I think it's, it's one of those to where we don't need multiple, like too many people mm. on the actual pod because we're going to call some people to get their opinions on um, some things that have happened and some things that have taken place during this past week and a half or so, or maybe week and a day. But until then, until the next pod goes up, until next week's show, we thank you guys. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. From me and Salim. Keep on talking, guys. He looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk to talk with Chatterbox. We got it all with Chatterbox. Come to Chatterbox. Live from UNLV, we are KUNV Las Vegas.